0: Oh yeah, hey everybody, welcome to the Halloween episode of Only Posers Don't Listen to Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Gironi. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to be covering the haunted convention hall. We're mostly going to be discussing the two shipwrecks that happened right outside of Of uh, Convention Hall, but we'll also be discussing the different uh, haunted legends and rumors that go on with the building. Now, if you don't already know, Convention Hall is a very famous venue on the Jersey Shore. Bands as big as The Doors played there. Uh, What do you call it? Led Zeppelin famously ditched going to. Woodstock and actually played Asbury Park in 1969. Uh, A bunch of other famous uh, and huge acts have come through at Convention Hall, but we're not really going to cover that today. We're really only going to focus on the haunted, spooky stuff when it comes to uh, Convention Hall. So I hope you guys enjoy. This is our haunted Convention Hall episode. Uh, Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Don't
0: <laughs> I had to do that one alone. That's the sound of the the, the wind crossing over the Atlantic, uh, uh, hitting the beach in Asbury Park.
1: <laughs> and we have landed. Oh, we have
0: landed like the many ships that we will speak about. They didn't really land as much as they crashed. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Matthew, uh, host of Only Posters Don't Listen, a podcast. I'm here with our new research assistant and teammate, Sarah. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And also one of my co-hosts, Ed the Punk. Hi. Host of (laughs) Ed Advice. Yeah. And our friend Ian is also here. What's up? Hey, he tagged along. We just came from the... The Halloween show at the uh, brewery. It was really, really fun. And we're in that theme. We are going to be telling you today about the Haunted Convention Hall. Uh, I don't know how else to go into this, but I wrote like six pages today. And uh, Sarah did a ridiculous amount of research also that I had to add to this. That's probably like eight pages altogether. So we're going to go through this, guys. You are going to learn about Convention Hall today if I fucking have to kill you in the process. Okay. Uh, just to give everybody an idea of what we're talking about, because not everybody uh, it might be from uh, New Jersey or part of America, because we do have Canadian listeners and Australian listeners. Hi, guys. Um <laughs> I, I like your memes. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, so, uh, Convention Hall is located in Asbury Park, New Jersey at 1300 Ocean Ave. Uh, it is a 3,600 seat indoor expo. Expit. Expo. Am I saying that wrong? Expit. I wrote this fucking thing. Uh, Expedition Center. Like, it, it, it's. um. Uh, where am I? Exhibit? Now I'm lost. Exhibit. That's right. That's, I said. That's how you say the, the, yeah, that's how word. I say the word. All right. All right. It's an exhibit center. Exhibit. 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 It's exhibit. used for sporting, as concerts, and other special events. It, it's adjusted to uh, the. It's a, connected to the Paramount Theater through a grand hall that covers the boardwalk on the north end of the Asbury Park boardwalk. Um. Both of these structures, the Paramount and Convention Hall, are both listed in the National Registration uh, of Historical Places. Do you guys have the any... historical, was it... What was it? The
1: historical, what was it you just
0: said again? The Registration of Historical Places. Yeah. The National Registration of Historical Places yes. is is <laughs> where it's listed in. We're doing right. We're starting off okay. Sure. Um, what is it? Yeah, this is a pretty predominant building in Convention Hall. It's probably one of the most legendary buildings. Uh, it was built in the winter of 1929, or no, between, the, between 1928 and 1930. Yeah, it's like, if you live in Asbury or you live in New Jersey, it's kind of like an iconic building in the town. They use yeah. it a lot as symbolism, kind of like the Tilly yeah. or or the casino or something else. What is it? It was designed by the same people that did the casino.
1: Yeah.
0: Or what were their names?
1: Warren and Wetmore.
0: Yes, they. I know that they were. They. Desi- they weren't the original designers, but they are the designers that eventually did it. Uh, so basically, there are thousands of haunted stories when it comes to this place. I mean, yes,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I uh, we me and Sarah tried our best to do to like cover as much as this as we can. I, I guess we're mostly focusing on the shipwrecks, yeah, and then the building itself, and a little bit of the rumors, but we couldn't go into grant. I mean...
1: Yeah, when you look up what's haunted, like why Asbury Park is haunted, basically it comes up with the shipwre- shipwrecks.
0: Yeah. Place. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the hauntings and a lot of the things relate to survivors yeah. or survivors being on the beach. I heard a really crazy story about these kids that used to sleep on the beach uh, in a, a, a store, uh, like on another podcast where they used to sleep on the beach to wake up early. And this is like the 19... 19- 50s or 40s and they would wake up on the beach so they would get there early to get the best jobs because they all worked on the boardwalk and one night one of them got woken up and was terrified and said that he saw a man like trying to flip him over while he was sleeping and uh he freaked out and like for the rest of the summer the kid didn't sleep on the beach he
1: never slept again yeah and and
0: he literally got the worst jobs ever but didn't care because he just was not going to sleep on the beach like them anymore after that experience so, I guess like that that story I just told you kind of relates into what we how we're going to start with the shipwrecks. We're going to go all the way back to like the 19 19- to 1850s yeah. basically. There, because there aren't one shipwreck in Asbury, there was two. Okay? This is the first one.
1: So, November 13th, 1854, before Asbury Park existed, an immigrant ship Called the...
0: New Era. The New
1: Era. Yes. um, Was sailing from Amsterdam during hurricane season. And so there's people called Wreckers that basically they would... There were some pirates. They would take lanterns and string them from donkey tails to make it look like ships were parked when it was foggy. So other ships would come and try to park there and end up crashing and... They would basically loot the ships and steal all their money and goods and everything.
0: They, they looked for cargo ships in what yeah. I saw. And I also heard them referred to as moon coasters because they come out during the new moon. Because there's less light out for the, the ships to see. And they that's, I guess, the best time to trick these ships. Yeah. These Ed. Literally, these are our ancestors. Like, our ancestors that lived <laughs> in this town wrecked ships for a living. That's insane. It's in... It, what? We're horrible people.
1: That, yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to make money. Yeah, <laughs> I, do you? Exactly. Do you? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we'd be like that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta wreck a few ships. do yeah. a few things. Said, like, true right, ro- locals. Yeah, no. Said, <laughs> like, You'll true locals. Your way.
0: <laughs> uh So, you were saying?
1: So, um... So that one specifically, the crew members abandoned the ship and left the passengers. There was 240 people lost in the destruction with nearly 200 being trapped on the ship overnight. Many dying of exposure. Um, Only 135 passengers, mostly men, were found alive. Residential wreckers stole from dead bodies and survivors as they washed up the shore. Killing all survivors, of course, and collecting jewelry, coins, and even clothing, stripping the bodies naked of all the victims, because you can even sell clothing.
0: (laughs) And also, immigrants, apparently, when they were traveling over, we used to sew coins and gold into their clothing so they wouldn't have to carry it on them and they could hide their their valuables. So a lot of times the clothing had valuables hidden in it.
1: That's
0: insane. Uh, at first, in the first reports that I read of this, they originally thought that because the 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 Nord-E- the nor'eastern, that, that these people were getting knocked around on the ship, was so strong and the wind was so strong and the waves, that they thought that the people were being stripped by the waves. Really? And then they realized later that their yeah. neighbors were robbing them, <laughs> the bodies. But they, yeah. yeah, and they had bodies littered from long branch, all the way to Asbury Park, over by Ocean Grove and Casino. Like Ed, these bodies are literally all over the town. They don't know what to do with all. So, of for
1: them. people that don't know the the town, how far is
0: that? <sighs> it's a good, uh, I don't know, two miles of sp- uh, so that's at least a lot of bodies. At least <laughs> a good, like uh, Ocean Grove is at least a mile across. So Ocean Grove deal, I think that's Allenhurst in between there, and then and then. L- long branch is the yeah. next town i think so that's yeah spanned across about four towns that was yeah. all known as deal beach at that at that time okay uh i also found that you we were saying uh that what is it some of the people what is it Mo- wait i'm looking at the right thing yeah uh what is it most of the passengers like a pat um a passage from uh germany uh, over to, like, America. It would take, like, 43 days. They got stuck at sea a little longer. So it was, like, 46. Mm-hmm. And, um, what is it? A lot of people died on the way over. Somebody died of disease before they even left port. And it was, um... What was the disease that they had? They had some... It was, uh... It gave them, like, crazy diarrhea and shit. Uh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's literally what they died of. That's not my specialty. Like, a horrible... It was, like, a horrible <laughs> bacteria that's transferred, uh through water that gives you diarrhea and dehydration Um, but they even had problems with like rats and insects and stuff because they were all under underboard Uh, I think 39 people died on the way over just on the way over in the in in 1853 let alone all the people that died when they got there
1: yeah so then, most of the bodies could not be identified, and were burned in a mass grave at the old First Union Methodist Church Cemetery in West Long Branch. Isn't there an anchor there? Are you saying
0: there? It's not there. It's not there. Uh, they do. I do have that written down. What is it? They put a marker on that grave site in 1892. Okay. And then the the old founder of New Jer uh, of Asbury Park erected a 12-inch high granite uh um uh Wonderful. what is monument and um to the new era but they that that what we're talking about the anchor that mm-hmm. wasn't found until 1999
1: okay and that's james bradley that direct, directed that yeah story.
0: james bradley's the founder of asbury park james a bradley
1: okay yeah and years later a powerful storm knocked it off the boardwalk and burned it Buried it in the sand and it's never to be found.
0: Yeah, they've never found... I don't... They didn't... I didn't get a year on when that happened, but it was Mm -hmm. after that... You know, when he erected it, apparently it fell over. And this like in a bad storm and it went... Got buried in the sand and they've never been able to find it. And a lot of people say that the reason why the the ghosts walk the beach and torture people Mm -hmm. and the wreckers and stuff is because they were never given a, a proper Christian burial... Because they couldn't identify their bodies and they were never memorialized.
1: And that's why they're so angry, not because they were killed or anything by looters. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know because some of the looters were killed in the process too, okay. apparently. Because they they basically went to to war there, you know, um, on the ocean when they when they got to the shore, they were just yeah. people there. Some people were there to help them, some people weren't, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah, what you were talking about the mem- the, the memorial that they eventually built. Uh, they found they had like a, a some local historian, basically a person like you and me that was mm-hmm. like, I love this story. Got a group together to put money together and said, I'm gonna search the jetty outside of as uh, outside of convention hall to see if I can find wreckage from the 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 new era. And he found a bunch of shit. Really? And he found, and a lot of it is in that museum. Uh, the one museum that you are talking because they have a part for New Era, too. I don't
1: remember the name of the museum, but I still really want to see it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> There's
0: apparently a museum that memorializes both of the shipwrecks. And it, it has it, the
1: articles from these newspapers about the shipwrecks.
0: Yeah, for, for both both of the ones in Asbury. And yeah, they found that in 1999, the anchor, and they really? built that memorial. In Allenhurst. It's in Allenhurst. That's
1: the one
0: I couldn't find. Yeah, the anchor (laughs) is on the corner of uh, Norwood uh, Avenue in Allenhurst. And there's a plaque memorializing the victims. And apparently Mm -hmm. ever since they set that up, people have had less reports of the the new era type ghosts. Like people still occasionally come up with a story and it's Uh usually a wrecker. It's usually somebody saying that they felt like somebody was trying to attack them on the beach. That's pretty crazy. But yeah, the other ones used to be like bodies, like, coming, like people coming out of the ocean, like really? screaming. And then people still say that on cold nights during the, that time of year, you can hear the ship crashing and stuck and people screaming for help and stuff. That's like another like scary yeah. thing. So yeah, like ghost stories involving the victims of the New Era, walking the beach at night, all that stuff. Yeah, it happened a, a more so before 1999 than then. And yeah, that's basically the New Era wreck. Uh, it, it's crazy because there's another one after that, but it doesn't happen for another like a little less than 100
1: years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, after this, we're walking into like basically the the 1900s where this is before before the convention hall was built there was a place called the Asbury Park Auditorium that the that guy James A. Bradley owned it. okay um, and and you, you, and
1: you couldn't find much on
0: it I, I didn't I couldn't find any pictures of it. I was looking for pictures of it mostly that's really what I wanted to see mm-hmm. I, I really couldn't find any images to, honestly besides it being spoken about as a building that was there apparently it was dilapidated. So I'm assuming it was a little older because okay. they spoke yeah. about it being run down mm-hmm. and that's why they wanted to replace it and that's when they built the plans in 1916. Okay. Yeah. That's the next part I have written. And
1: in 1916, Esbray Park Mayor <coughs> Clarence E. F. Hedrick hired famed architect firm McKim, Med and White to design a convention center from the block just north of Atlanta Square between 6th and Sunset Ave. And the original plans for a five hundred or five thousand seat venue costing seventy five thousand to instruct. in today's so in today's money that's about one hundred seventy five thousand.
0: Yeah, I looked it up today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I googled it uh, to figure out how much that was because you were saying that like when I heard it was so low, I was like, why is that so fucking low? Why would convention hall only cost seventy five thousand dollars? Well, what year, though? It was 1930. Well, No, this is 1916. Well, when was it purchased, though, for that price? They didn't purchase it until years later, okay. but this was just to construct the building. Oh, and then what happened was that guy Bradley we were talking about, oh, yeah. he didn't want to sell it. He was a dick. Because apparently, like, in the early 1900s, people founded towns because they owned a bunch of shit, okay. and then they lived in the town. Okay. So, like, if you wanted to get shit done, you had to deal with this motherfucker who lived in the town and, like, owned everything, but he wasn't the mayor or an elected official or anything. He was just, like, a dickhead with a bunch of property. I run yeah. shit. Yeah, I like, yes, there's a motherfucking fat cat motherfucker in every town. Yeah. It sounds horrible.
1: And the um the firm that built the... Uh, the... Um, was it the Esbury Park? The convention center. Yeah. The... McKin- McKim Med and White also designs... Manhattan, New York City's, Manhattan's former Pennsylvania station, the Brooklyn Museum, what, and the main campus of Columbia University. Dude,
0: you ever been to the Brooklyn Museum, anybody here? No. It's good, it's good museum. I'm seeing all these guys shake their heads now that you guys <laughs> can't see or hear that.
1: But yeah, they like designed a bunch of stuff in New York and New England, and they- de- Really? They designed a lot of colleges, libraries, schools, and other buildings, such as also the Boston Public Library and Rhode Island State State House
0: impressive. I did not know that. They didn't end up doing conventional but they but they wrote the original plans for it.
1: Yeah but they had a lot of cool stuff so this guy's probably like I want this guy to design it and it just never followed through. Uh,
0: yeah well yeah Bradley didn't want to sell it and then what is it? He died in 1921 and then it got purchased.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah that's uh, Arthur Stainbrunch I don't
1: know how to pronounce that one. Yeah I'm going to go with Stainbrunch.
0: <laughs> Uh Arthur Steinbruch purchased the plot of from the Bradley estate uh after his death and he demolished the auditorium and constructed the Berkeley Hotel the the one that's standing there now that is crazy haunted, and we're going to have to do a whole other episode about that because I'm not looking into all that crazy shit. <laughs> you live right by the Berkeley Hotel. I do. You live right by Convention Hall, actually, to be honest, uh, Ed. Yeah, You're yeah, the only one of us. Has you ever seen anything?
1: No, not at all.
0: Have you ever heard any stories? I bet your mom has seen something.
1: I mean, just her own shadow. <laughs>
0: I just feel like your mom... I'm going to ask your mom and dad if they've ever seen any haunted stuff. Because I guarantee your dad or your mom has like a good story. Because they've been they've been in town for a while.
1: That,
0: um, the dude that built the convention hall. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, he built the Berkeley that's super haunted and we'll have to look about. Now, there was a fire in 1917. A big fire in town that I didn't mention before. And it destroyed a bunch of town. Almost destroyed a part of town. But there was a mysterious fire in 1927, like they don't know how it started, Uh, and it destroyed the 5th Ave Arcade on the east of Atlantic Square on the boardwalk, and after that, after it got destroyed, local residents voted to pass a bond to make a new convention center on that plot, and that's why the convention hall got built, because they didn't want it. That guy, even after buying the plot, built mm-hmm. a hotel. He didn't build. He didn't build a convention center. It was he a just different guy. It. He just yeah, he wanted. I think that he thought it was like from what I read. It sounded like the dude wasn't interested because he didn't wasn't interested. In, they they wanted to build a convention center as a retort to the Atlantic City Convention Center mm-hmm. and to other towns' big convention centers. They they wanted their own uh, at, in Asbury, uh, so that was kind of the reason why it got built. Uh, The theater sits uh, 1,600, and it's connected to an enclosed arcade that covers the boardwalk and also connects on the east side to the 3,600-seat convention center, offering uh, 60,000 square feet of exhibit uh, space, and there's an and it extends two hundred and fifteen feet over the beach and water line. Uh, if you've ever been to the convention center, you know, like it kind of extends over yeah. out into the water, not completely. I think it, it, it. I don't think it's ever extended completely into the water, but there's like the water comes up and under it sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's room for the water to go under also.
0: The, but see, the, the you've seen how there's a jetty kind of in front of it yeah. now that was built in nineteen seventy. That was they, built. Yeah, they built that. They built, built seawalls in front of okay. different... There was a seawall project in the 1970s across the coast that built those walls and that's the jetties cool. and re different jetties. That's why that's there and that's why the water doesn't come in as much as it used to. Because if you notice in the pictures of what we're about to get to, mm-hmm. the ship is incredibly close. It is, yeah. Yeah, like I posted photos of recently on our Instagram and you can go look at them. I'm going to post more. Of the 1934 ship that yeah. that crashed there, that we're about to get to.
1: Me and actually, me and my friend Caitlin actually, we were walking around before before this episode to make sure I knew what the convention hall looked like. Yeah, before yeah. Before we recorded this, um, like there's no way it like landed right here next to the convention hall. And then I saw your picture. I was like, okay, it was right where we were standing. <laughs> it's insane
0: how close yeah. it was. Like the pictures are insane. Like people are standing there. It, it caused a catastrophe. Let's get into that. That's the, yeah. that's the, so, so this is the craziest part of the story. The SS Morrow Castle was a cruise liner. It was uh, built by the Newport News Ship Building and Dry Dock Company, and it began work on the ocean liner in January of 1929. In March of 1930, it was christened, followed by its sister ship uh, that following May. Uh, each ship was about 508 feet long, uh, measuring uh, with 11,520 11, 500, uh, gross registered tons. That's how much it weighed. Mm-hmm. Um, each ship was a luxury, luxury-finished... F- uh, that could acquire, That could accommodate uh, 498 passengers in the first class and tourist class, along with 240 crew members and officers. Uh, the cost of the ship was estimated at about $5 million back in 1930. Uh, yeah, dude, that's a little crazy, right? All right, I can do
1: the rest. All right. <laughs> um, So the voyage that it was set upon before this crash was on August 23rd, 1930. It sailed between New York City and Havana, Havana. Cuba. The final voyage began in Havana on September 5th, 1934. By the 7th, they had reached the coast of the United States and also sailed into a nor'eastern. Around 2.50 a.m. on September 8th, about 8 miles away, off of Long, Branch, Long Beach Island, a fire was detected in the storage locker within the first class waiting room on B deck. Captain Robert Wilmot was a, not aware of how fast the fire was growing, ordered, was growing ordered to have that part of the ship locked down airtight.
0: See, yeah, I read this in the, the thing. Apparently how ships work is they have compartments. Like, each part has, like, maybe two or four rooms or a compartment. Mm-hmm. You can air tight shit to shut them down. So you can close all the vents and close all the oxygen in that room. And then if a fire breaks out, they'll eventually eat up all the oxygen in the room and the fire will die out in that room and be contained. So that's what he thought. He thought it was like a small fire in this one room. He's like, I'm going to close off that room, get everyone out and contain it. What he didn't know is that it had spread to the library. And And what they... This ship was supposed to be unsinkable. This was supposed to be a rebuttal to... The Titanic.
1: I was just thinking that, because it was, like, after the Titanic, I think it was, like, what? Like, at least five to ten years yeah, ago after the Titanic? Yeah, it was, like, I
0: think the n- Titanic is in 28.
1: Yeah, so, like, we learned a lesson with the first one. Yeah. And now we've got this unsinkable ship.
0: But what <laughs> they, they made, they made the same big, like, the Titanic had some other flaws in it, but mm-hmm. the big flaw in this one was it was all finished and decorated in wood. And the wood was had finish all over it, yeah. and he covered the decks in finish to keep it polished and nice. Mm-hmm. So literally, the guy's pouring uh, basically of uh, lighter fluid all over the place, and it's covered in wood.
1: Basically. Yeah, and <laughs> so
0: this the fire spreaded without him knowing, super fucking fast.
1: Earlier in the evening, the captain had dinner delivered to his ca- to his quarters. Shortly after, he complained of a stomach problem. And not long after that, died of an apparent heart attack. But some believe that he was poisoned.
0: Yeah, see, I have this written down. Like, he died, like, back then, records are horrible. Yeah. When it comes to, like, doctor's records and how things work. So we don't know what he really died. Some said heart attack. Some said, like, a weird, like, something out there, death. Like, it was a <laughs> bizarre word and death. And then, but basically what they think is, is he was going to fire the radio engineer. After this voyage because he didn't like him. And the, vo- uh-huh. the radio engineer didn't like him. And apparently the radio engineer had a history of violence. Like he's attacked other employers by trying to light them on fire and poison them. And then he's on this ship. The guy's going to fire him. He drops dead during a fire. The they, they have another guy take over. That dude jumps ship immediately.
1: Of course. Immediately jumps
0: ship. <laughs> And then it goes to the commanding officer, I think. And they t- he tells the, the engineer, uh, like the, the, the radio engineer, he's like, yo, bro, like radio for help, tell them SOS, like we're on mm-hmm. fire. Because the whole thing in 30 minutes is golfed on fucking fire. Yeah. This motherfucker waits another 30 minutes. He waits another 30 minutes and lets this shit burn while people are fighting the fire yeah. and, or deciding if they have to fucking jump. <laughs> you know? That, yeah, so, and, uh, what else? Man,
1: imagine what that guy's resume looked like. I, I, I
0: cannot even (laughs) under, because they didn't realize that until later about him and the, the captain and, uh, the radio engineer, uh, what is it? Um, he later went to jail after this whole shipwreck, like he didn't get in any trouble. He survived the shipwreck after this. Got in trouble for an, trying to poison and light another employer on fire and went to jail in Nork and died in Nork in jail. But he, di- he did this all the time. He's like, I want to poison this guy and light his house on fire. Like, that was his MO. <laughs> like,. <laughs> It just, it's crazy because it, add, it's why the chaos started. Yeah. It's like, but we didn't realize it until much later after this guy did it again.
1: So it's like, if this guy wasn't here, like, this would have been a completely different story. Yeah,
0: but you read well, yeah, because we don't know if he started the fire or not. We have no evidence to believe that, but we have plenty of evidence to believe that he poisoned the captain because he poisoned other people. And
1: more people would have been saved if he wasn't there, basically.
0: Yeah, because he didn't, he waited the 30 minutes. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous.
1: Like, 30 minutes, like, you could. You're dead, basically. Not the whole ship, but.
0: He gave, like, in that 30 minutes, the whole ship, like, basically was engulfed.
1: And passengers and crew had to make the hard decision of fighting the flames or jumping into the sea that was problematic because of the 30 mile per hour winds, making swimming dangerous and causing certain passengers to be knocked unconscious and drown, and others to have their necks snapped on impact with a wave. Only six of the ships. Twelve lifeboats were launched: boat one, three, five, nine, and eleven on the starboard side, and boat ten on the port side. Originally, the lifeboats could have saved up to four hundred eight people, but only carried eighty-five people to safety, mostly crew members. Most passengers died for a lack of knowledge on how to how life how to use life for service.
0: Yeah. See, now this is another crucial part of this story. We had something like the Coast Guard. Back then, but we didn't have it all across the coast. We had it in, like, Cape May and up by New York. And that was, like, it. We didn't have anything in the middle. So when they finally got the message, it was, like, the next day. By the time that rescue ships came and they were, like, stuck, you know. everyone's
1: dead. Uh, Yeah, basically.
0: And the fire got so out of control, people were taking the life preservers and jumping off the boat. Uh And then hitting the water, getting knocked unconscious and drowning. Or just falling to their, their deaths and getting their neck snapped and dying instantly.
1: Sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> the ship came to rest and um, several yards in front of Convention Hall. It became incredibly impossible for the rescue team to reach the ship, causing locals to get on their own smaller rowboats and try to save passengers as they flee the burning ships. Local owner of a marina shop... Saved up to sixty-two people himself.
0: Yeah, that says shave, but it's supposed to say shop. Way to go there. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a local marina in the area. They still own a few of it. This is a family. They uh-huh. own a bunch of marinas. Their grandfather that started the first marina—I forget his name off offhand—he went out with one of their first ships, like when they were starting the marina, uh-huh. and saved like sixty-two people by himself. Wow! Like he just—he's a just a dude that lived in the neighborhood, and he was like, "I'm gonna get these people." So yeah, a lot of locals helped. Save people mm-hmm. and then immediately went back to the ship and took all the good stuff. <laughs> well,
1: they're like, We're gonna look good right now. <laughs> they saved
0: everybody, they didn't hurt any of the people. Any they, people. They helped everyone get off that they could because most of the people, by the time the ship rested, uh-huh. most of the people were already burned or yeah. had jumped off. The other end they were basically sitting on, waiting for, to get out, uh-huh. and then that's how people were rescuing them. So um, that's
1: cool. Tom Bertley, at 7.30 p.m., broadcasted from WCAP on the second floor of Convention Hall, reported seeing the ship for the first time burning, headed towards the building as bodies washed up on shore. You can actually hear the review, the real recording online. I
0: heard it. I'm going to try and find it again. Because I'd love to splice it in right now in the Vi- house <laughs> and be like, here it is. But it's ridiculous. He's like, oh my God, the humanity, there's bodies everywhere. Um, and he's like, I can see. Because he's just like reporting. And he's like, is that a, there's a ship on fire coming towards the convention hall. You know, like he just starts talking about it. But like, and,
1: basically, like nothing's ever this exciting. They're yeah, crying. exactly. And it's just,
0: they have a radio station up there. That radio station was originally in Newark. And then it was moved to... Uh, Asbury right before Convention Hall was built. Then they moved it into Convention Hall in 1931. Then that happened. And they changed
1: their name to Wonder City of Asbury Park?
0: Yeah, that's when they changed it. And then after that they were there until 1944 and they moved downtown and then it got bought by uh, the Asbury Park Press uh, three years later after it moved down the street and they changed their name again and they moved it to the Seaview Square Mall that doesn't exist anymore is where the target Neptune is now. Okay. And a few other things. That's also the landmark of an old theme park called uh, Storybook Land from the 1950s that I, I'll show you pictures of afterwards. Uh, but that was where the, and that, that station, I'm pretty sure, became 90, uh, 94.3, the point. I'm pretty sure.
1: So it's like circled around Like all that. that,
0: all that radio station from that place got bought uh-huh. by other people and got moved and eventually is now the 92, 94.3 The Point.
1: That's pretty cool. I wonder if they like have like documents of that in the way.
0: I haven't contacted them or found that. I'm just basing it on who bought it uh-huh. and what the names changed because that's where the Point was uh-huh. and View Square Mall before the View Square Mall got closed.
1: So, 137 crew and passengers died. Yep. After locals helped save passengers, they raided the ships for good and started charging tourists and onlookers $5 a boat trip out to the wreckage. Yep. (laughs) One local even strapped wires from the top of convention hall and charged people $5 to ride over... To the ship on a poly steam. Uh, like system. a pulley
0: system. Like pull- he had oh. like he had a pulley system where you'd attach you to like a basket or sit you in a basket and you just pull it. Seriously? And he was bringing people to the ship. Yeah. Oh There's God. pictures of the wires that were connected. Really? You can see pictures of the wires he strapped to it. I'm assuming they cut him down because he's a dickhead. Yeah. But like it's funny that he thought to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um Some residents even looted the dead bodies. Yep. As they carted the bodies from the shipwreck, they brought them into the newly built Paramount Theater and displayed the bodies on the stage for relatives and loved ones to identify them. But locals charged about 75 cents each to go wander into the theater and stare at the recently corpsed. (laughs) <laughs> that apparently still haunt the Paramount Theater to this day. Yeah,
0: there's the all, most of the stories are about the Paramount Theater start with this, where so there's like
1: the haunted
0: part. Yeah, the, <laughs> like the haunt these haunt. Well, I mean, all of this stuff related in haunted uh-huh. stuff where people still hear the ship. People still hear the people. They 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 talk about they people, people walk. They talk about people walking the boardwalk, walking mm-hmm. the things naked. Uh, to, like different people in the Paramount Theater. The Paramount Theater is definitely the most haunted part of Convention Hall. But uh, but they, they literally four years after they opened, it stacked bodies on the thing, and then we're paying people to go look at them. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. ridiculous.
1: The shipwreck was a huge boost to the local economy that was that was going through. The Great Depression, just like the rest of the nation, and the locals took special glee in knowing that the victims of the shipwreck were all were well off, non like most of them.
0: Yeah, because they, you know, they were all rich people. And the, what they were doing was they were going into, inter, this was during Prohibition, so they mm. were going into international waters to drink legally. So they were getting away, they were like finding a loophole to do this, uh-huh. and party and do this while everyone's starving and struggling, <laughs> and when they all die and burn up, everyone's like, fuck yeah, we're gonna make money off their bodies, <laughs> like it's fucked up.
1: <laughs> and they fixed the economy with it. Yep. This ship remained in the ocean right outside of the convention hall throughout the fall and winter. The mayor at the time even tried to purchase the ship and keep it as a landmark in the town. The Asbury Park Circle was built in response to the overwhelming traffic there came from the tourism of the shipwreck.
0: Yep, the Asbury Park Circle right over by right by the old uh, Coca-Cola plant. That circle was built because of all the tourists That's coming insane. to see this. They said that the Holland Tunnel was clogged for six hours the day that the shipwreck happened because Mm -hmm. all the New Yorkers trying to get down to the shore. It's 1934. There's no TV. You know, like you hear about this ship. everyone's like, yo, let's go fucking see it. You know, like I love that.
1: Um, But the ship was removed in March 14th, 1935 and finally towed to New York City and stripped for parts. But the main reason it did not remain in Asbury Park was because they carried a cargo of animal furs that began to rot and... at the end of the winter and caused a smell that radiated from ocean grove all the way to deal and also made the wood the water the water
0: well instantly mucky it was like all mucky and weird Uh and they and the and like the water wasn't clear they needed to clear the water for the summer season because the idea they wanted to keep it as like an attraction and like it's funny to think like if the furs weren't there
1: it would have stayed. I mean, it would have like would have
0: rotted. Probably. I mean, well, Sandy might have knocked it down. That's true. Like I thought about that too. But just to think, like that we would grow up and be like, yeah, there's a giant ship wreck. Yeah, there's like, like with this haunt, giant... like people's bodies are still in it, burnt and shit. Like it's there, and like all like I remember doing stupid shit as a kid and going into buildings. I wasn't because I've been in Convention Hall. I've been in the mm-hmm. casino when it was broken down. I've been in the steam plant when it was all broken down and no one cared about this town. Mm-hmm. I would have totally. Went into a burnt down ship that was yeah. haunted as a kid. Are you kidding
1: me? You know that that would have been so haunted, probably. Do you know all the stories that would
0: have <laughs> came out of it? The kids going in there and Metro, shit. Yeah. You know that people would have been haunted just from to going in there and getting hurt.
1: Um, there are countless haunted stories related to the shipwreck of 1934, including ghosts haunting the Paramount Theater, victims seen on fire walking around the beach, and some people say in September all times you can hear the ship crashing against the waves and the voices screaming out for help 1934 was the great depression there was 550 on the ship
0: That was the total cap of the ship yeah cuz these are i think your notes that you left in there
1: Yeah
0: uh yeah from New York to Cuba back sailed after
1: But the insane part was the first ship it like it crashed there and then the second one like it sailed itself to the same exact spot that the first yeah. one crashed. Y-
0: yeah, the other one crashed there trying to get close to the land yeah. accidentally. The other one coasted in accidentally. Yeah, it's,
1: like, there, like, there was no one, like, moving it or anything. It did it itself.
0: Because it was being towed while it was on fire originally. Uh-huh. And the it broke from the wires. Uh, and, and it just, yeah, you're right. It just coasted right exactly and that's
1: there. that's the major haunted part. I think. Yeah, that's super,
0: super <laughs> creepy. But there are other haunted stories that we couldn't. I wanted to get like more time to actually go over these stories, but I, you know, it's hard to actually go into every little detail. There's just so much, and I would like to go more over it. I, I you know, like I, I like it, just basically everybody's falling asleep, and me and Sarah are telling you this crazy story. But it's basically. it's it's cool. It's cool because it's like it is an insane story. Uh, there's a legend of a showgirl that haunts the backstage of Convention Hall. Uh, from what I understand, the story goes that she had some kind of terrible performance on uh, 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 once there and was booed off the stage. She returned to one of the dressing rooms and took her own life. Uh, and now haunts the, uh, the building. People see her occasionally on stage trying to perform. People have said they've seen her in the back crying, looking out towards Mm -hmm. the ocean. Um, a lot of weird things like that, like seen from afar, uh, things on convention hall. Um, there's another rumor. Now, I don't know too much about this, but somebody told me that there was some kind of battle with Native Americans. Uh, what is it? And like like some of the original settlers on the beach of Asbury and in Ocean Grove. And they, there's some rumors to like uh, Native Americans walking the boardwalk in, like, full gear or like, charging forward on the beach and stuff like that. I've heard some of those stories. I don't know too much about it, but I just heard the rumors from living around here. Um, I, I, like, I could go into a bunch of the stories. Like, there's a, there's a, there's apparently a a black cat that walks around Asbury Park. Like, it's originally originated from the Stephen King house, Mm -hmm. the Stephen Kane house. Yeah. But that black cat is seen all through the town. It walks through walls. It, it um, apparently when it goes through a wall, it like leaves an image of a black cat when it goes through the like, wall. Christ. And if you look around town, there's an artist that's put black cats around the town, like weird little of black. There is. Yeah, somebody <laughs> had done it, but it's it's super creepy. And I've heard stories of black cats like crossing people. That there's just a black cat ghost in the town, that's you know. Uh, and, and it's been seen outside convention hall, but mostly around town. Um. Uh, apparently there was a now uh, this is the one I've heard this is the story I've heard the longest there was apparently a fire in some of the dressing rooms on the second floor for the Paramount Theater uh, there were two people that were burned alive in those rooms uh, there are so many countless events of hauntings where people felt attacked in the room felt they saw fire or flames burst into the room when they were in it been attacked by people that were burnt things like that to the point where the room got so bad that they boarded it up and they stopped going in there for like 20, 30 years, really? like super long. And it's in the far corner. If you walk into convention hall uh-huh. and you first walk in going towards the north end where it's more dead, if you look up to the left side, there's two doors that they've now opened, uh-huh. but there used to be boarded room, two boarded rooms there and that's where they were killed. And they wouldn't go up there, and they just opened it for the first time last year because they're doing new Mm -hmm. um, excavations and uh, like you know trying to fix up the building because the building is really old and is falling apart, and they're they're trying to fix it. Um, Yeah, that's the one I've heard the most stories about. It was really, really just the most. The most terrifying stories were about the burning in there. And there's a bunch of other little stories of just, like, ghosts walking the boardwalk. Isn't uh, there
1: one about a firefighter in the um, theater, too?
0: No, I haven't heard that one.
1: I thought it was in a video I sent you about the, they saw a firefighter, like in, like, in the dressing rooms, basically. Uh, maybe
0: they, that relates to what I'm talking about.
1: I think it does.
0: See, I, I gotta watch more because there's so much evidence, there's so much information in my head now that's mostly about the ship crashes that I can't think of all the different situations.
1: I just remember specifically about them saying like a dancer and a firefighter burned, and like they've seen like images like of a firefighter like in pictures that's not there Really? like in really? person, yeah.
0: Whoa! Because what is it? They do they? What is it? You said you haven't been in inside the actual Paramount Theater, no, right? I haven't. What is it? They're doing free movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in November and, and December. They're playing It's a Wonderful Life, my favorite film, in December. And they're doing different Friday nights of these things. So they're going to have these so you can get a chance to go there and see the balcony and see it all. It's like, if you've ever seen the Count Basie, it's like that but a little bigger. And, and it's a little more grand, mm-hmm. actually. I think it's actually a little prettier aside from the fact that the, the Count Basie is a beautiful theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I mean, that's, I guess... I don't have too many more haunted stories unless you do. I think uh, we covered everything. Yeah, one. I'm surprised we got this fitted in an hour. Yeah,
1: I but thought it was going to be a two part. I thought there was going to be a two <laughs>
0: part, but I think that you and me just slinging through it uh, yeah. helped. Uh, what was your favorite part of this whole story, uh a...
1: I just, about the two ships landing in the same spot, that just, it fascinates me, especially that there was no one like steering the second ship. That just.
0: I like that the captain got killed. That's crazy, bro. That is
1: crazy. That's
0: crazy. He got killed and murdered by that dude, and he set, he probably set, set the fire. Like, I like that. That's a crazy <laughs> part of the story. I like the wrecker part, too. Yeah,
1: I like that, too. I think that's pretty clever, too.
0: But that's that's pretty... It's just... Yeah, I never even knew that was a thing until I heard this story. I didn't even know that there was a thing lower than pirates called Wreckers. Yeah,
1: there is, though. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that we're known for it. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's ridiculous that the beaches are this haunted and this co- so many bodies, so many bodies yeah. covered the beaches, and, and like I just didn't know. It makes sense that there's. It feels very much like Convention Hall is the center of town and this like yeah. central point of town. So I feel like the energy gets pulled towards there, and that might have some reason why things
1: yeah, like it definitely. has. It's like a
0: nexus point for that energy or that like psychic or paranormal thoughts or something. It's yeah. weird, man.
1: Yeah. Um, it's also old and kind of creepy yeah it's almost
0: 100 <laughs> years old it's not 100 yet it'll be it's like um maybe 85 85 yeah you know? it's about 85 years old so it's getting there Uh, and yeah so we w- we're we definitely going to do this more often and do more of these more history more history and more things like this and try to this was our Halloween kind of related yeah. kind of spooky stuff but I'd love to do more locations in Asbury I'd love to do more stuff I just mentioned the Count Basie I'd love to do mm-hmm. that I would love to do more historical places if you in the future as fans will have an idea or a suggestion for a place
1: or anything you specifically want covered.
0: Yeah, send us an email, send us a message on the Instagram, send us a message on the Facebook or Twitter, you know, or me- you know, message us all. Only posers don't listen to podcasts. Um, you know, anywhere you can find us on all the social medias and stuff. Uh yeah. Because I'm not listing all that shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do that next time. And uh, we'll... Uh, what is it? I know that we're going to do some DIY spots. I'm gearing up for the punk house stuff. I just had some of my old roommates record some of their answers for... So, we're going to kind of splice it in like kind of like a, a documentary kind of thing where we mm-hmm. all tell our parts. And uh, well, we'll see where that goes because that's the first time I'm doing something like that. Yeah. Um, what is it? All this information we found, uh, we found most of it on Wikipedia. We found a lot through the podcast of, uh, the paranormal bookstore mm-hmm. and she was very helpful and led us to a lot of some information. Um,
1: there was also the, uh, there's a specific video about the paranormal, uh, like the Asbury Park paranormal stuff on wob.com.
0: I'll try to post some of the links for these videos with mm-hmm. our stuff. Um I, I or maybe I can even try to get a recording of that video and post it. Yeah. Uh and see what I can do about that or at least post links to it. And uh, I'll give you some, a lot of this can be found on Wikipedia. A lot of it was found on Wikipedia yeah, with was, a few yeah. other a few other little sources, some articles in Asbury Park Press helped a lot mm-hmm. and on that, NJ.com helped a little. They're not that great of reporters. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they did help. They did they did help. Um they just write ignorant things all the time. Uh, uh, I don't know what they... They're, like, weird. They're like weirdly ignorant. They're not even conservative or, like, I disagree with them. They're just, like, mad ignorant. Uh, um, Yeah, so that's where you can find out. And, I, like, there's a lot of stuff I left out. Yes. There's a lot of... I could go into more grand detail about the ship. I could go into more grand detail about a lot of things. But, honestly, it would just take fucking forever. And you don't want to hear it forever. Yes. Like, so this was kind of a rough draft... Of, like, the stories. We're gonna get better at this as we go. Uh, maybe we won't stumble over our, our words and our outlines so much, but that's mostly my fault. So, yeah, blame me. Well,
1: welcome to research. <laughs> it's fun,
0: uh, it's so but it, I learned a lot. I learned a lot and I liked it a lot. Uh, I guess, thank you, Sarah, so much for helping me with this. You're uh, you really, really did help me a lot and kind of taught me a lot of things. Thank you, Ed and Ian, for sitting here and listening to us. <laughs>
1: and not, well, Ian's Ed, still awake. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: yeah, I understand. Ed, Ed's a sleepy man. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, they came from a punk show. It was a great show. We all had a really great time. It was a good Halloween setup. And in the Halloween theme, we wanted to get this done before the Halloween season. Uh, what is it? Uh, I guess we'll see you guys at the next show. Or we'll see you at the, you know, hear us in the next podcast. Uh, I know House of Independence is having a dance party. Uh, I don't know what other haunted things are going anything. on in town. I know White Chapel's doing something next weekend on mm-hmm. November 1st. Um, there's a few other events going on next weekend and throughout the week. We'll try to post about them. You'll see. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, do you have anything else you'd want to add? or uh say i mean go check out convention hall go check out the these cool places in asbury and like see all the history and i'll yeah. i'll post more pictures of uh, how um the ship looked and stuff i have some other angles and different things that i still have saved in my phone that i'll post and a lot of people thought those photos were fake really a lot of people were like yo those are fake photos i'm like nope no. Sa- sammy k told me he almost used the one picture of all the people sitting on the beach mm-hmm. as an album cover for his latest album, I believe.
1: That would
0: have been really cool. Yeah, I, I almost wish he did. Because yeah. it would have connected all together and stuff. But yeah, shout out to Sammy K. So, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, I guess uh, thanks for listening and um, hopefully we'll hear you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, wait. That didn't start.
1: The posers don't listen. Thank you.